0: I'm Monia, mostly known as Moni or Mo. I've been in the financial industry for over 20 years, working with brick-and-mortar banks all the way to small private wealth management firms. Through my education and experience, I've learned so many things, and I'm excited to share that information with you. Together, we'll gain the tools to build financial freedom through increasing our financial literacy. So let's make your dollars make sense. In today's episode, I talk with Jessica, our podcast producer. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm good. Oh, I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Same here. Same here. (laughs) Jessica wants to invest, but like so many of us, she struggled to get over her fear. So... I have some investment accounts, just the basics, 401ks from previous jobs, and I've been wanting to delve into long-term investing for a while, but I've been afraid. (laughs) And I'm sure you've met people like that before, right? All the times. I I see more of my male counterparts that are more comfortable within our community with taking that sort of risk when it comes to investing or learning more about how to make their money work for them as opposed to them working for their money. But when it comes to women, the baby boomers, the millennials, Gen X, Y, and Z, that's the same song being sung. I'm scared. I'm I'm afraid, which you shouldn't. Why do you think we're so afraid? Lack of knowledge, we don't learn the basics even in elementary, middle, and high school. It's not taught to our parents, especially of African descent. you just technically don't get that and it's hard for them to pass it on if they themselves haven't gotten it and you think it's a you know a rich person's game. look, I'm barely making it, let alone I'm not going to quote unquote gamble my money away by putting it into the stock market so Yeah, I've definitely heard people say that the stock market is a gamble. It's not. (laughs) It's definitely not. You choose wisely. You take calculated risk, as you do every day when you get in your car and drive to work. Everything you do has a calculated risk. You just have to mitigate your risk based on the knowledge that you have or that you attain. And it's never too early and it's never too late. Because I've heard people who were born in the 70s come to me and say, oh, it's too late. I'm about to retire in 10, 15 years then maximize what you can do in the next 15 years. Better do something than nothing at all. And at least get the education so that in turn, you can teach your children and then your children can teach their children. True, true. When we spoke last, I told you that I had these basic investments. And then I told you that I opened up a money market account and I just kind of put some money in there. And I've been receiving... Statements, but I haven't opened them because, (laughs) I mean, the money's just sitting there. What is it doing? It's doing nothing. So after our conversation, I learned that the money market account, the money is doing something. And that was a revelation to me. So explain to us what's the difference between a money market account and a regular savings account. And what you have is not actually a money market account. You have a money market fund that you put your cash in. You can then receive dividends from that investment portfolio that you have the cash sitting in. The difference between that and savings account is when you have a savings account at a credit union or a bank, they're going to give you earned interest, which you should get a yearly statement for, where they pay you. 0.000 0, 0, 0, 0.000 make three leading zeros and then a one sometimes it's even four leading zeros and then a one which will equate to about one penny or 10 cents for the year that's a big difference i mean there's different types of savings accounts right so i don't want to bash savings accounts when you think about a savings account you think about just putting it with the bank because it's liquid you whenever you need it you can go in and get it but you can also put it in a high yield savings account or you can put it in a certificate of deposit where it locks in the money for a year two years the only difference is with this regular savings account the money is liquid it's there you can go and get it anytime without penalty With the certificate of deposit type of savings yes they do give you an interest it's almost like a contract they'll tell you okay put it in a certificate of deposit at the bank you put your $1,000 in there you lock it for one year you can't touch it if you touch it you will get a penalty for taking the money out. But in turn, the incentive is, if you lack discipline, is that that penalty is there. But if you keep it in and you need it for that full year, they'll promise you to give you 1%. Obviously, the more money you let sit in that certificate deposit savings, the more interest they'll give you. With the high-yield savings, it's the same operation. You can go to Capital One, Fidelity. You can go to American Express. You can go to Vanguard these companies actually have high-yield savings accounts that you can put your savings into and earn a higher-yield APY. So if you have $1,000, you're earning at least $10 to $20 to $30. The more money you put in, the more money you make. So I don't know many savings accounts earning $10 a month. And if you're actively saving into your savings account, you're earning even more. So the gist behind that is Avoid putting your money into a bank or credit union savings account that's not yielding you anything. Put it into something that's going to make your money make money for you, whether you're adding to it or not. Don't let your money just sit and just earn 1 cent or 10 cents a year. When every month you can be earning, at the end of the year, you would have had another extra $100 for just letting your money just sit there and look at you and, <laughs> and do nothing. So, question. Yes. With the high-yield savings account, do you get interest at the end of the year? Even with the high-yield savings account, right, you still get the interest every month at the end of the month. So what is the benefit of having a money market fund versus a high-yield savings? So with the high-yield savings account, that's an account. It's just solely for saving your money. You're not investing that money. You're just saving it so that when you're ready to buy your house and you're ready to buy a car, if you have an emergency or if you are needing it for vacation, you have that there. So at least your money that you are saving for that time is earning you extra money. Say you're saving up or let's just use vacation, right? Because I'm a big advocate of traveling. (laughs) Every year I take one big trip for my birthday. January is my birthday. After that, my trip in January, I get to save from February to December. From February to December, I'm saving my money. That money in turn is making money for me. So when it's time for me to take my trip in January, I have a little extra spending cash. So if I was putting $100 every month for those 11 months, by January of that next year, I would not only have $1,100. I'll have maybe 1200 a 1300 So that extra $200 that I earned, I can use it for an extra, excursion or something so two different types of accounts a higher savings account is solely just for you to navigate whatever it is that you're saving for emergencies or a planned something whereas an investment portfolio you have that cash sitting in that money market fund and it's earning you interest while it's sitting there while you're making a decision on whether or not you're going to invest into the stock market so the goal is never for you to Open an investment portfolio and let your money sit in the money market fund, especially if you have 20 plus years before you retire, because you should be taking that money from your money market fund and buying stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, so that your money is making way more money for you as opposed to it just sitting in cash. Okay. So money market is for investments and high-yield savings is for savings, especially for big projects. Right, and it 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 might not even be for a project. Maybe you just want to have an emergency fund. You want to have a discretionary cash fund laying around because it's not about if it rains, it's when it rains, right? Because we know it's going to rain at some point. You want to have that money liquid at some point so you know you can just go and get it and it's there within 24 hours, you have it. Whereas with a investment portfolio, The goal is to try and maximize the amount of money that you can receive. Make as much money as possible. The only people that shouldn't be sitting, having an investment portfolio or a retirement plan that's sitting in cash is if you're 66, 67, 68. And even I opened an investment account for my mom and she's 66. Me being in the industry for the past 20 something years, she's like, nope, 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 nope. I'm leaving it with the bank. I'm good with the bank. And I was like, just trust me on this. Start small. And she did. Every 30 days, I would have to have a check-in with her because my mom is Caribbean and she don't care about her money. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, and once she got a whiff of her making a little bit of money in this account, she was like, oh, um, so here's an extra thousand. Now my mom was just like, yo, <laughs> automate it and put it in there because she sees the value of her not doing anything and earning money. That is one of my success stories getting someone who had no education about finance aside from making money, saving it and spending it, to now someone who's investing in it and knowing what stocks she has in her portfolio and wanting to tap in and lean in even more. That is the key point that I was missing. Because I'm like, what's what's the point? Basically you have the money and the money market fund so that when you're ready to invest in a stock it's there it's ready yeah so no one should be in money market for an extended amount of time unless you know for sure you're going to need that money from immediately to one year what i'm saying is this is money you're okay with setting aside and never having to touch it again that's why high your higher savings is there that higher savings is when the rain comes that investment portfolio that money market fund those stocks, bonds, whatever you invest in it, that's money that you like, OK, even if it's raining, I'm not touching this money because I already have my high yield savings account. That's for me to tap into. So I'm not going to mess with this investment portfolio. That money is sitting there so that I can buy into stocks, bonds, mutual funds and et cetera. OK, so this is just a very basic question. You said something like have your money work for you. Your money can work instead of it just sitting there where does this extra money come from where do these dividends come from this interest come from where does this money come from (laughs) fees and when we talk about dividend dividend is just the companies passing through the profits of what they earn to the stock owner so when you think about you putting in five thousand dollars and you letting it sit with let's just say fidelity as an example Fidelity is using that money either to give out loans or to invest in certain things. And they pass the profit down to you as well in form of a percentage. Same thing with AT&T. Same thing with Coca-Cola. When you think about these old companies that have been around that have sustained themselves, their debt is not as high as their profit. So they're making more profit. If you're investing in their company as a shareholder, they're passing down those profits down to you. So the dividend that you receive, you can use that to buy more stock into the company. So same thing Mm -hmm. with money market, with Fidelity or Vanguard or Capital One, if you have a money market fund that's paying you dividends, all that money's doing is just going back (laughs) into your account and just either buying more shares or just sitting in your account to earn you more dividends. So it's just a pass through of profit. Okay. Yeah, you give me your money. I'm going to turn invested, make myself a little money, and then I'll give you a little bit of the money that I make. hmm Okay. And is this the same thing that's happening with high-yield savings? Yes, absolutely. And it's the same thing that's happening with even earned interest at the bank. Banks are using the money to give out loans for cars, for houses. But in the banks, they're keeping their profit in their pocket. Whereas investment portfolios and um, high yield savings accounts, they're passing it through because they're hoping that you'll put way more money in as well. Banks will not give you as much because they want to keep the profit for themselves. That's why they only give you point zero 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 million one zeros before they give you that extra one. <laughs> Whereas a financial institution, there, you know, it's an investment, so they offer you a li- just a little bit more. If someone wanted to get started. With a high yield savings account. What would you recommend? For a high yield savings account, if you want to get started, you have to find the one with the best interest rate that suits you and you feel comfortable with. If you just Google H Y S A high yield savings accounts, there's so many out there. And the thing about it is depending on the federal the federal interest rates, those numbers fluctuate. Cause at one point, Capital One was giving 4 or 5%. Now they're down to 3.25%. So you just have to find out which one is best for you and provides with the best interest rate and whatever you feel comfortable with signing up online. The majority of these are all online high yield savings accounts. They're not where you walk into a bank or a credit union. These are all online. Okay. And what about someone who wants to get started with a money market fund? To be honest, Jessica, a lot of people who are already working have money in a money market somewhere. Because if you have a 401k or a 403 b or any type of retirement plan from your employer that you're participating in, you already have money. And even if you're not putting money into it, if your job is giving you money for your retirement plan, guess what? That money is going straight into money market. So you just need to pull up those accounts, look at them and say, oh, I see money market. It will be called, that's the name, straightforward, across the board. No matter what retirement company that your employer goes with, if you pull up your account, there will always be a money market fund within your portfolio. So most people already have money sitting in a money market somewhere that they don't even know about or they know about and they're just not doing anything with it. If you don't have a retirement account, you don't have an investment account, Check out Fidelity, check out Vanguard. Those two companies are very user-friendly interfaces, meaning you just go online, they walk you through everything, and then you transfer your cash from your, your bank account, your savings account, your checking account, and put it directly into that investment portfolio, and boom, you have a money market within your portfolio. Right. So that whenever you're ready to tap into that, the stock market, that cash is sitting there while it's sitting there while your feet are shaking and you're trying to take that first step forward well the money is earning compound interest while it's sitting there for you to make that decision or make that plunge or take that knee. and that's what exactly is happening with me um yeah. so as you know i put my buddy <laughs> in the money market funds since last july and now we are currently in may and that money was just sitting there. And like I told you, I didn't look at it because I didn't realize that money markets accrue interest every month. Last time we talked, you're like, oh, just open up your account. Yeah. I open it up and wow, I have extra money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have my... a good amount of extra money. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That was great. Just for that, you know, it's worth opening up. And it's just like you said, the first step, yeah. I, I feel a little braver. I hear people wanting to get in the stock market. Well, what do I do? Well, the first step is just just, just take $100. And, and I never pressure to go big because it's your money. You need to be able to sleep at night. So start out small. Get, put in $100. See what that $100 does. And just let it sit for a month, two months. Once you see that money doing something for you, You'll get that itch. You're just going to be like, oh, uh, so I did $2 and I didn't do anything. Oh, let what if I put $120 in? Next thing you right. know, you're like, Ooh, why is my account $152? I didn't even do anything. Oh my goodness. You see that fiber as it just gives you that extra boost to keep going and wanting to do more. And that's where you have to lean in and get more education on. There are various types of investment vehicles out there that you can put your money in without having to worry about checking it every day and still know that your money's making money for you. Just start small. If you only have $20 and you wanna build $5, $5, start small, get into the money market, let that 25, that $20 make $2 for you. And then as you get into more financial stable space, then you can lean in more and get into the hundreds and the thousands. There is no, I have to be rich, let's get beyond that fear and start small because that's how you're going to create change, right? Okay, Mo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a great conversation. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find out more about Make Dollars Make Sense at dollarsmakesense.com. Sense is spelled with a C and not an S. C-E-N-S-E, DollarsMakeSense.com. On the website, you'll find the services that I offer like financial literacy workshops, consultations, upcoming events, and more. You can also check me out on Instagram at I Teach Finance. Please be advised while I enjoy sharing financial tips with you, the opinions stated in this podcast, do not replace conversations with your financial advisor. This show is brought to you by me, Moni, and our podcast producer, Jessica Bodiford. Music by FAS Sound.